Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thickler. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Appreciate your patience 
and your understanding over the last week or so where we've been at somewhat a pre-recorded show. But I want to also just remind so many of you that are listening tonight that you can download the app. That's right. You can go to your app store, whether or not you are iPhone and go to the iPhone uh, 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 store, the Apple store, or you are a uh, uh, Samsung or Android user, go to your Play Store, and you can download the app for this uh for this uh, network, just simply by downloading Soul of America Radio, uh, and you will come up with our app. Download on your phone. You can get us every time, every show that's ever been broadcast. You're able to go back and listen to this show and share it with someone as well, because as we're streaming live and as we're broadcasting and podcasting and all those things are happening, and that is a way that you and I can stay in touch with one another. For those of you that are following us on Facebook, as usual, I'd like to let you know that there are many ways that you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, definitely have our page that's related to uh, this show, uh, Domestic Violence That Is Your Business, on Facebook. It is an open, open group. You can find us right there on Facebook. Then as well as we have uh, uh, our page that deals with so much more of an inspiration, and that's the Destiny by Choice 2 fellowship page. That's Destiny by Choice, Roman numeral 2, fellowship page right there on Facebook. What an oasis. It's an oasis of hope, uh, uh, uplifting inspiration, prayer, song, sharing of praise, and you can join that. That is a closed group, but I want you to know one of the most uh, uplifting places that you You'll find anywhere in social media. So please mark that on your calendar today. Or should I say bookmark that so that you can uh, go and look to join us as a member on this page, and we'll be so very glad uh, to have you today. I'm always, as usual, glad to be able to come to you with something that will not only begin to um, provoke us to thought, but more more than so, provoke us to action. And I want to take this time to even as before we get started, I want to take time just to take just a moment of silence and re- remembrance and tribute to uh, the great late uh, Maya Angelou. I want to just uh, definitely wish all of you that have known her that you would take the time just to just to embrace the thoughts, actually the legacy that she's left. Amen. As we take that moment of silence, I want uh, to just give uh, honor and uh, to such a phenomenal woman. And I mean, not only did she write phenomenal woman, she demonstrated phenomenal woman and so much that she did and all of her literary work and all the things that she did, literally uh, her voice helped change and shape a generation. And we have so much to look forward to as a result of her words. Her words challenge us. Her words cause us to look deep within ourselves. Her words cause us to challenge mediocrity in our own lives. Her words challenge us not to accept apathy. Her words challenge us not to to, uh, think more highly of ourselves than we are. Her words and her writings challenge us to uh, understand that we can change a situation by changing our mind and our thought process. Her words change challenge us to understand the fact that we sometimes have to take things as face value. She challenged us in so many ways, and I, I hope and trust that you and I will continue to carry on that legacy and, 
and fulfilling all the things that we should do. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us today. I do apologize for the uh, late start, the technical difficulties at the very beginning, but we're going to go on with our show on tonight. I'm so glad, and I want to just take a time. Uh, I just want to take the time even now. I want to take just a moment because what I would like to do is um, in our time tonight, I want to take just a moment here uh, to acknowledge we 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 uh, we have such a great great uh, fellowship page going on there with uh, Destiny by Choice Two Fellowship, and um, and um, I, I tell you every month and every day I should say we we're having great things that are happening, and I want to particularly I want to acknowledge our winners from the uh, from the uh, from the month of April and May. We've had some tremendous winners inside of everything we do inside our daily bread. Uh, our winner for April, uh, we're so glad to want to wish congratulations to Regina Milligan. That's right. She was our Daily Bread uh, winner for that month. And the Daily Bread is a part of our scripture and part of our sharing and a part of our Bible uh, and part of our uh, just really sharing God's word. And then for the month of May, we had one of our newest members, but just a dynamic, awesome woman as well, Miss Stephanie R. Josie. Uh, she was our winner. And I, I'm, we're so thankful because all of these individuals are very uh, dedicated. They're very diligent inside of all of us. And then for our daily roll call, a roll call, I want for two months, once again, and accounting, uh, none other than we want to congratulate Daryl Samuel. Uh, we thank him for being consistently the first person to post on our roll call on in April and May. And so let's give out uh, a great congratulations to those individuals today because of the fact they make it happen. They are uh, they are there. They're diligent, and inside of all they're doing, they're also making a difference inside of the lives of others. So come on, let's give them a great big hand clap today for what they have done. All right, to both Daryl and uh, uh, Samuel, as well as uh, Stephanie, Josie, as well as uh, uh, Regina Milligan. Once again, from all of us here at. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We want to once again just wish you a congratulations for your diligence. One more time. Let's give it up. All right. Now, tonight has been one of those shows, and I tell you, I, I definitely so many things have occurred since we was last together. But I wanted to kind of dive right in tonight because I don't know if you've been keeping your ears on the local as well as national news. And if you see, there seems to be a prolific uh, proliferation of violent act that is happening to children, things that are happening to children. I'm talking about toddlers and small kids that deaths and violent things that are happening to them that should not be happening to them. We are seeing things that are happening in their lives that is unprecedented. Uh, we are seeing deaths happen back-to-back uh, all week long and just a few weeks ago here um, in Palm Beach County, we have had deaths of, of kids. Uh, we've had deaths of toddlers, two years old and 18 months old. And there seemed to be, if you would, an onslaught of the enemy on our children. And I'm saying to us that we have a responsibility. We must rise beyond all of this, and we must not only sound our voice, but we must protect our most innocent. And that's who they are, our most innocent citizens, our most innocent individual is our children. Yet it's still what we're seeing happening uh, has been just tragic, just been tragic in every way. I don't know how many of you have been paying very close attention, but 
even most recently, the sentences that has been going down. The father there, uh, I believe up in New York, was sentenced uh, to life for literally killing, uh, drowning his daughter, drowning his daughter. And so many of these things are stemming out of either relationship or uh, drug deals. These things are happening here. And I want to bring this to our attention because of the fact it is, it is pertinent. It is something that is happening. It is affecting everything around us, and we cannot afford to go to sleep at the wheel. We are seeing it happen because of the fact, uh, once again, violence, violence, evil prevail when good people remain silent. So, you know, when we continue to uh, look at the things that are happening around us, uh, we have to look at why is it happening, who is doing anything about it, um, you know, and we must begin to not only uh, ask the why and who's doing anything about it, but we've got to now go another step further than that. We have to hold each other accountable. And I, and I want to go back to one uh, story in particular here. This was a, a father in New York, and you may remember this one. This was in USA Today. And although it happened a few uh, actually, it happened a couple years ago, about three years ago. That he just now was sentenced, and this is what happened. The judge finally ordered uh, uh, the father, Mr. Morgan, to spend the rest of his life in prison with no chance of being released on parole. Watch this. For cutting his baby daughter's life short at the age of two and a half by tossing her into a stream to die. I mean, did you hear that? What father tosses his child into a stream a water to die. What father does that? But here's the thing, folks. It, it was it was deeper than that. Watch this. What we know is that the judge imposed a sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole for the murder of little daughter, Tierra Morgan Glover, because the victim was a child, a factor that would have qualified him for execution before New Jersey did away with uh, the, uh, you know, the death penalty in 2007. But it goes on to say the fact of uh, uh, how this happened, how this father went on as if nothing had happened, there was nothing to be concerned about, even as he had his child, and the mother feeling safe and secure only for this situation to happen. We are dealing with some very, very, very horrific things that are happening to our children, and we have to be willing to stand up and speak out about it. We must be willing to be able to uh, not only stand up and speak out about it, but we must be willing to share with one another and hold one another accountable. This it's gone too far and too long. Our children are at risk. Our children are dying. Our children find themselves at the crossroads of this. And I want to share a dialogue with you tonight. I don't want to handle the show all by myself tonight. I need you. I want your opinion tonight. I want your opinion. And what do you think that we must do? What happens inside of relationships and marriages that people take it out on kids? Uh, I just read another article just a few minutes ago that talked about here's a father who killed, watch this now, a father who murdered his child, his his small child, because of the fact he did not want to pay child support. He was behind in child support, not a whole lot of money, I think $6,000, and he killed his child because he did not want to pay child support. What type of world are we living in? And my question to you and I today is that what is it are we going to do about it? Where do we go from here? Erico 323, 
7849638. That's how you reach us, Erico 323-7849638. That's the number to get in on the line. Uh, and when you get on the line, just hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to share with us tonight. So right after this commercial break, we'll take your call. You'll listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is J.R. Thicklin, and we'll be right back after the break. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic violence. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us right here every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. 8 o'clock on the Central Time Zone, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and whatever time it may be where you are from coast to coast, you can find us here tonight. Just before the break, we begin to raise the 
we begin to raise actually the interesting story uh, of, of seemingly the prolific, uh, the the uh, just prolification, if you would, of so many violent deaths and violent acts that are happening against children. We're seeing it happen all over. Children are being attacked. Children are dying. Children are suffering at the hands of uh, uh, mothers and fathers and at the hands of relatives and caregivers. And it is seemingly an onslaught of, on, of acts against children. And the real question today is what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? What is our responsibility? And what must we do to hold one another accountable for these type of actions here? Children are trusting because they look to us as adults to be uh, uh, role models, to be the ones who who lead the way and show them uh, how to go. But what happens when children are not safe in our sight? What happens when children become the very uh, target from us? What is it that we must do in order to uh, restore the sense of innocence and the sense of hope amongst our young people when we're seeing so many things happen and so many of these things happen in terms of relationship. More and more we're seeing children caught in the crossfire of violent relationship. We're seeing children caught in the crossfire of um, things such as uh, uh, custody hearings and custody battles and children are caught in the crossfire. And then when we're not seeing those type of violence, we're seeing people act absolutely be careless and negligent when it comes to children. I'm quite sure most of you by now have observed uh, uh, the uh, picture and a little story on Facebook that has been going on and on. And it's interesting because the irony of this particular story is, uh, is, is, is quite interesting. The irony is this, uh, at a time where it should be celebration and, and people enjoying love, here is a case that is, is, is just blowing up all over the place, dealing with the, uh, the bride, the bride who literally, you talk about the train, literally has her child. This was a t- Tennessee woman. Uh, she's catching fire for embedding her child to her wedding dress. Now, I, I mean to tell you, I, I'm all for enjoying great moments. I'm all for enjoying, you know, special moments and those things. But come on, let's be realistic here. I mean, to a certain degree, we live out of our imagination. And so here it is a case here where the bride wanted her daughter involved in her wedding so much that she decided to alter a dress to fit the infant. Now, something is wrong with this picture from the very beginning because what we see is that this mother embedded her one-month-old, did you hear this, one-month-old daughter, she embedded her in the train of her dress and dragged the child all the way to the altar behind her. Now, there are people that was outraged when it happened. They, they, they felt that she should have been uh, reported to Child Protective Services. And, and, and the woman, I mean, kind of came back with a whole, I mean, really uh, interesting response. As a matter of fact, her response was something like saying, uh, Listen here, uh, the baby was awake and well-secured and covered by Christ. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's amazing how we invoke God inside of our foolishness. I mean, here's the situation. You brought a, uh, basically a, a kid inside of your wedding dress, a one-month-old kid. So here we go, one-month-old kid. Okay, kid normally come after the wedding, but that's a whole other show and a whole other time. But here we are now. Here's the kid that you're really putting in danger, that you're dragging down the all owl. I mean, come on. You want the baby to be a part of the wedding. That just don't really happen most cases, you know, because, once again, babies normally come after the wedding, 
after the wedding, not before the wedding. So that's why we don't generally have these problems with our babies, our infants, our one-month-old being part of the wedding. People, what are we doing? And why are we doing it? Do we do everything because it looks good? Do we do everything because we think it's going to be different? And we don't think. We don't think about the danger. We don't think about what position that we put children in. And then we wonder what we're getting played back in our society, what we're seeing played out in the schools. It is really a challenging time. I'm telling you, one of the most one of the most least valued profession in our society is that of an educator and a teacher. Now, when I say least valued, what I mean by that, I should say the most least respected, and yet it still is the one of the most valuable position that should exist because we're talking about educating the next generation. We're talking about, uh, 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 you know, uh, developing minds and, and, and mindsets and brains for the future, and yet it still teachers have had to deal with situations that are coming from home. And then we have all types of situations, circumstances that are happening that are affecting us on every hand. We're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happen in the school ground. We're seeing it happen everywhere. I mean, there is no boundaries. There seem to be no sense of fear. There seem to be no sense of reverence. What happened to the time that we looked at our children as being our future and that we invested in them? And investing in them doesn't mean that we bought them a bunch of Nikes and a bunch of Jordans and a bunch of stuff, but we invested into their lives and we invested into their future. We invested into to who they were and where they were going and yet it's still now we are dealing with a turmoil in our society where now when we reach our wits end we take children's lives we kill them we don't allow them to to live out lives of productivity we violate them we 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 we, we commit assault against them and we wonder where the world is going that's a real that is a real issue that we have in our society today Wherever you are today, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I'd like to get your stance on this. I'd like to get uh, really what you would have to say about this thing, this uh, whole um, uh, proliferation of violence on children and babies and toddlers. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us, area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to come on the air, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you have a question and our comment, and we'll love to get you on the air today. Uh, that's the way you can reach us right now. Uh, join us right now on the air. Now, this is especially near and dear. Because when I think about the fact, you know, there are so many songs. It was a great late Whitney Houston who sung the song, you know, I believe the children are our future. Treat them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty that they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children laugh to remind us how it used to be. I'm afraid that the reason we're not seeing this happen because I think that we've raised a a couple of generations of a lot of bitter children, bitter because of things that were not there for them, bitter because of the fact someone dropped the ball, bitter because they did not get the love and attention perhaps they were looking for. And so we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to children today, and yet still we're seeing children being uh, literally uh, on the front line of violence, it is happening all over the place where children's lives are being taken. 
so many cases that we see inside of even domestic violence. We're seeing children that are killed. They're part of this femalicide that is happening. We're seeing where the uh, perpetrator that, that is not only killing, taking the life of the mother, but taking the lives of the children. And so the real question is, what is it that we do about it, rather than just talk about it in, in these platforms, but, but what is it that we can do individually? What is it that we can do collectively as a people? I, I've, I've got news for you. I do believe until we stand up and speak out about it, then guess what? Silence give consent. But I believe that the personal responsibility is this, is that we have to reverse this thing. We have allowed the abnormal to become normal. We have allowed the abnormal to become normal in our society. We turn our heads when we see people mistreating children or mistreating one another. We turn our heads. We immediately say that's not our none of our business. But what would happen if we actually lift our voice and say, oh, no, 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 we won't have any of that here. No, that's unacceptable here. No, that can't happen in our development here. No, we don't do that in our neighborhood here. No, this is not acceptable in our family. I mean, hold one another accountable. What about your brothers, your sisters? Do we hold them accountable? Think about it. Think about it. Many of you that are listening to me today, have you thought about the fact, what if it's your brother or your uncle or your nephew who's the abuser? What do you say to them? Do you hold them accountable? Do you actually open your mouth and say, listen, man, this is no good. This is, this, is not, this is not acceptable in our family. This is not what we stand for. Because if we don't stand for something, we're falling for everything, and the next generation is learning abuse and violence. You wonder why we have the proliferation of violence? Because we've created a culture of violence. And that culture of violence, contrary to popular belief, that culture of violence is not just happening on television. That culture of violence is happening in the home. And children are mimicking what they see. Children are learning to, uh, to to deal with things the way that they see them dealt with at home. And so when they begin to repeat the same things that they see, we want to all play this whole deaf and mute game. I don't know where they got it from. Oh, yes, you do know where they got it from. They got it because they observed it in your action, because the home is a World War II zone. The home has become a place where it is open game. And so when we see one another not and treat each other right, everything is a big argument, everything Everything is a threat. Everything is a put down. Everything is degradation. Everything is about you, 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 and what another person is not. These are behaviors that are taken on because of the fact they have been well educated at home. You talk about homeschool. This is what this type of behavior does. It homeschools a child to violence as being his first alternative. Let me say something to you very clearly. We've got to understand that. Conflict is natural, but the continuum of conflict is not violence. Because there's a conflict doesn't mean that the next step is violence. After conflict, the next step ought to be resolution. It'll be resolution. How do we resolve this conflict? Not who can pull out the first gun or the first knife, who can choke the next one out, who can punch the lights out of someone else. And we do these type things. And it happens, and guess what? We send children to school after witness this stuff in and out, and we wonder why they're not achieving. We wonder why they are having poor self-esteem. We wonder why they are regressing, and we don't look where we ought to look. And that's right in the mirror. 
Area code 323-784-9638. That is the number to reach us. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. I am your host, J.R. Thickland. And if you'd like to join us tonight, just dial that number, area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to have a comment or question, simply hit the number one on the keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. We'll bring you on the air. Listen, I don't want to have a, I don't want to have a monologue tonight. I want to have a discussion with you that are listening. There are many of you are on the board. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. Many of you are on the board tonight. I welcome your comment. I, I welcome uh, your input inside of this because, in fact, it is important. We're talking about our community. We're talking about our future. Could you imagine how devastated it is when children end up in the ER? Well, they end up in the emergency room, and there is someone trying to uh, trying to explain the bruises, uh, trying to explain the breaks, or trying to explain, well, they fell, they ran into a door, uh, you know, they slipped and fell, uh, you know, they fell off their bed, and oftentimes that's not what happened at all. Children caught in the crossfire of domestic violence. Children caught in a crossfire of some drug deal gone bad. Children caught in a crossfire of, uh, of sibling rivalries. And we wonder why we now live in a culture where every time you look, folks are hollering world star because rather than helping someone that, are, that may be in conflict or uh, someone who is fighting, they take out their cameras and they tape it, they film it, and the first thing they're looking to do is to post it and talking about world star, no regards for life, no regards for the individual's injury, no regards for family. Why? Because we're living in a society today that have grown insensitive to one another. We simply don't care anymore. And we wonder, how is it that our children are going to remain there, are going, to, going to remain and retain their innocence when these type of behaviors are being played out every day in front of them? How are they going to become who they need to become? What do you tell the little girl who's growing up, but yet it's still her memories is of her father, her brother, her uncle uh, touching her inappropriately or uh, assaulted her? What are we going to do about it? And we have remained silent too long. We've made it an embarrassing subject, but the greatest embarrassment is to our generation that continue to allow these things to occur without speaking up and speaking out. It doesn't matter. I don't care how prolific you are. I don't care what position you hold. I don't care how much money you make. You are wrong, and there's something wrong with you, and you need to deal with that type of situation. And I've got news for you. For those of us that will sit in silence and never speak up and never speak out, we are just as culpable and just responsible as the ones that are doing it. For in the end, Martin Luther King said, you know what? It's not going to be the acts of the enemy that people are going to remember, but it's going to be the silence of their friends, their friends that remain silent, their friends that remain silent and ignored the problem, that walked around that pink elephant in the room, the friends that remained silent, who thought it was all right to dance the night away, but no one could pick up a phone or call 911. No one would reach out beyond themselves. And as a result, children are dying. Listen, folks, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I see it happening too often. Too many cases I've looked at, and where there is a where there is a case of homicide, too many cases we're seeing not only the issue of the uh, of, of the assailant that have killed 
the, 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 the victim, but oftentimes are killing the child or children in the same act. What about our children? Why our children? Why have our children become a target? I'm telling you, those of you that are listening from coast to coast, last week in Palm Beach County, Florida, alone, we had three different incidents that involved children dying. Two-year-old in Jupiter, dead at the hands of a mother's lover. <laughs> 18-month-old, shot and killed. And though they said details are sketchy, yeah, people don't just show up and start shooting cars unless there is something that is connected there. See, what I'm saying to us is this. When are we going to recognize that our actions, our associations, our participation in our relations affect everything about us, about our children? So you love your children, you really do, then don't put yourself in those situations. You love your children, you really do, then think twice. Think twice before you get involved in stuff that is going to have a negative repercussion on you. So you love your children. Then let's make a difference by seeking help, getting help, speaking up, speaking out, and become strengthened, become empowered. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holiness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Eric code 323 I'm taking your call. I need to hear from you tonight. I don't want to have a monologue. I want a dialogue tonight. Uh, right after this commercial break, Hope, I'm going to take your call. Stay tuned. Some very exciting news coming up. You're listening to Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Holiness. This is J.R. Thicklin. I'll be right back after this break. I promise I'll be back as soon as the commercials start here. Well, I tell you the technical difficulties today, I'm just convinced this is one message that uh, probably, probably want to be blocked by any entity that can block it. We'll be back right after this. via internet you're probably seeing a series of advertisements please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio by choice to fellowship on facebook is a spiritual drama-free judgment-free fellowship forum for light minds to share in encouragement through testimonies scriptures music prayer worship and fellowship it is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences we welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies 
as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem 2. And I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Worldwide, coast to coast talk radio. This is the soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. right here on this Soul of America Radio Network. Before we went to the break, we are talking about our children caught in the crossfire of this violence, and we're talking about what is it that we must do. Listen, people, you know, time out for the games. It's time out for the apathy, and it's time out for the, uh, you know, the sense of being immobilized. And it's time that we not only speak up and take responsibility and hold one another accountable. Tonight, I don't want this to be a monologue. It's imperative that it's a dialogue. Many of you are listening on the air right now. You're there on the board. Uh, my producer have let me know. So you have a board full of calls, uh, but I need somebody that will speak up and say something. I need your opinion. I need your input. I need somebody that's listening. Listen, iron sharpens iron, and if we're going to fight this fight together, I need your input tonight. So area code 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638, uh, that is the way you reach us. And if you desire to have a comment, a question, simply hit the number 1 on your keypad. That lets the producer know that you want to come on the air, and we will gladly bring you on the air because we want your dialogue. We want your input tonight because it's very important. It's important. There are so many issues that, 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 that we find that is interesting as it relates to children. You know, before a child ever gets here, we're talking about the issue uh, of, uh, of safe uh, uh, health. We talk about the, the issue of uh, uh, infant health and maternal health, and we're talking about those things. That we're talking about how do we decrease infant mortality, and all. And, and those things are very important because, in, in many ways, there there are children that are born into this world that literally are under attack before they ever get here on this side. I mean, everything from being born to mothers and, and to parents who have not taken care of themselves, who are smoking and drinking, doing pregnancy, uh, those that are doing drugs, doing pregnancy, those that are exposed to smoke, doing pregnancy, those that are not taking care of their bodies, doing pregnancy, and uh, those that are not eating what they should doing pregnancy, and therefore compromising the child's life even before they start. But taking another step level, another level further, it's those that uh, find themselves even in an abusive relationship while they're pregnant. You know, it's interesting to understand that 23% of all fetal abnormalities are directly due to domestic violence. What am I saying? That 
that means that, uh, that that we're talking about uh, the fetal abnormalities, babies uh, coming here already uh, uh, with delays or deformities or uh, definitely uh, that are that are impacted in their development. It is happening. Uh, because of domestic violence, a lot of them. I mean, many pregnant women. As a matter of fact, one study said that you know that uh, that literally 36 percent of all emergency room visits by a female is related to domestic violence. But let, let's go to the other one that talks about the fact of many females say the first time they ever were abused physically by their partners or husbands or significant others, but when they became pregnant. Are you seeing the correlation that I'm talking about? That children are under attack before they ever get here. The reality is, is that it's not enough for us to be silent. We cannot re- afford to be silent. We have to speak up and we have to speak out. We have to stand up and stand against these type of atrocities happening around us. You know, it'll happen. And we'll talk about it one or two days. And once it's out of the headlines, we go back to the same behavior. No one holds each other accountable, and still no one gathers together and try to strengthen those that have been, been impacted by this. We have to set up as a people. We must have this conversation. We must hold one another accountable. We must hold systems accountable. Yes, we must. Could you imagine the difficulty of trying to hold a child's attention who's sitting in a classroom, half sleepy because they didn't sleep last night, because they had to deal with the drama of abuse and violence, the fussing and arguing going on throughout the night. You put that child on a bus, take them to school, they're sleepy, and you expect them to set up and be alert and to learn and all those things. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. We really expect them to retain information and all those things. No, not when they have those separate distractions. But I'm saying to you and I, we can make a difference. We can do something. We can raise the bar. We can educate and empower. Listen, you can be. You can empower individuals right where you are. I'm saying to you, I dare you to open up your mouth and begin to talk about it. You'll see a change happen there. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us today. Hit number one on your keypad. That gets you in on the air. I'm looking for a caller now. Uh, come on, hit number one on your keypad. I want to have this dialogue. I need your input tonight. I don't want to have a one-man show. That's never what I want to do. I think it's important. I think it's important that we find ourselves being a part of the solution. What's your opinion today? What is it that you can do? What do you think could happen that could make a difference inside of what we're seeing as far as the increasing amount of deaths and violent acts against children? Against children. Not just the shaking baby syndrome, but I'm talking about acts that are violent in its very nature, that is very core. What is it that we can do? I'm listening for your answers. Eric, go three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us tonight here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. The boards are there full. I invite your call today. We're talking about children caught in a crossfire of violence. We are seeing a proliferation of violence that is happening. And, um, and and this violence is going on and is reaching new heights where children's lives are being taken in the midst of this. And I think that we owe it to our children, uh, uh, you know, but we also owe it to the next generation and to our future. So, uh, you know, I, I really challenge us 
challenge each and every one of you that are there. You're listening on the line today. Please, please, I'd like to hear from you. You don't have to give your name or anything that way. We just want you to on the air today. So glad we have a caller that uh, that is calling in, number ending at 7448. Good evening. Welcome to Hope of Healing, a journey to wholeness. I'm so glad that you joined us on the air. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, ma'am. What I wanted to say was um, sometimes fear, um, for whatever reason, prevents you from speaking up when you know that there's an abuse situation going on, but we cannot allow that to dictate what we should do if we know that it's the right thing to do. And a lot of times, you know, it would stop the abuse from happening. It could save a life. It could save the child's life. It can save a generation of abuse from continuing. So we cannot allow um, silence or fear to silence us from doing what's right. You know, you, you make a very valid point because here's the thing. You know, oftentimes the victim in and of themselves are already fearful, and, and especially depending on how young the victim is. Uh, not only are they fearful, they're, they're somewhat confused. Uh, they don't know what – I mean, it's very confusing to them. But for us around to know things that are happening or to be made aware of it and we remain silent, it is just it is just perpetuating a problem. I recently read an article here that was published, and, uh, and, and it was interesting. Uh, matter of fact, not just an article, uh, they're very similar ones. But here's a particular one here where um, – and this happened actually back in Alabama near my hometown. Here, I just saw this on the paper where uh, finally, finally, the police arrested a family member, uh, the gentleman, uh, arrested him and his wife because of the fact she had knowledge of the fact that he was literally taking a young underage girl, mm-hmm. uh, violating her, trying to sexual acts upon her and and, 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 and and though she reported it though she said something to a family member a family member it went over you know they just kind of let it slid and the girl had the wherewithal one day to, to, to have someone else to listen in and so you know and everyone with cell phones these days and one of these particular day this gentleman was why am I calling him a gentleman let me just refrain and take that one back this man someone that she trusted at first was supposed to have been taking her to her bus stop, to her school, actually. And she noticed that he was going a different way. She was saying, no, that's not the way, that's not the way. And he ignored her and took her to a remote place and tried to uh, uh, fondle her and tried to touch her and everything. And she uh, she definitely not only made a, a big scream about it and everything, but to the point that he then – brought her back and said she wasn't going to school today because she didn't feel like it. Mm. Covered it up. But as it would go, and these situations happen, uh, you know, after she told family members, the worst thing that happened is when people don't believe you. And so right. she had to, and this young girl had to, she, she, she found the strength from somewhere, and she had the wit at this particular time after telling another family member, this is what this guy does, this is how he is when he's around, and she had the telephone, she had a cell phone going while she was riding with him. And the phone was going, and uh, everything that he was saying, the person on the other ear could hear it. 
And so, therefore, that's how he was caught and arrested, and uh, they arrested the wife because the fact, guess what? She was obstructing justice, and she absolutely did nothing about it. His child was in danger. I know people say, well, nobody wants everyone in their business. The reality is, are you kidding me? Let me say something to you. The fact that you violate made it everybody's business, and the fact that you would take advantage of a child. And I, I've got to say this to you, and I know that many of you are listening today. Uh, many of you have seen the movie, uh, uh, the, the movie, uh, uh, the movie version of um, T.D. Jakes' movie, Woman Thou Art Loose. And we see mm-hmm. acted out in this movie what is so powerful is something that happens too often in our society, where here's a young girl who's being violated by her mother's boyfriend, significant other, other who later became mother's husband. But when she told mother, mother refused to believe her and literally got angry at her and, and, and got and chastised her about it. And I'm saying to you, the worst thing that you can do is to refuse to believe a child or believe them when they come to you and say, this is what's happening to me. It took a lot of strength. It took a lot of courage for them to do that. They came to you because you represent the only you know, the only uh, sign of protection and hope and security to them. And if you turn your back and say, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. Stop lying. You have rejected them. You told them they're unbelievable, and therefore you're saying that whatever you're saying is not true, and I can't believe you, and I can't trust you, and now you have created perhaps a tailspin of bitterness, identity crisis, sense of, sense of rejection, not confident in who they are, all because you simply did not heed or believe. These things play themselves out. That's a case of children being violated directly. But what happens when we're seeing this violent and violent acts taking place and being taken out on children today? These are things that we must address and we must talk about. Caller, did you have anything else, another comment you want to make? I'm just so moved by uh, the things that I'm seeing, and I know that we must go the next step. Right, and we also have to remember when you not believe a child, when they work up enough courage to come come to you and talk to you, Sometimes it could just shut them down and they won't open up ever again. So you have to be really careful. You always have to believe the child. You always have to. Absolutely. It's just you just just don't know what will happen if you don't believe them. It could shut them down. They could not turn to someone else. You could be their only hope. And if they lose hope, you know, and the person that they come to, you know, with courage that they took so long to, you know, work up that courage. If you shut them down, you could basically help them go to a point of no return, and that's not what we want for our children. And absolutely. We put them in a very – we put them in a position that they should be in. It's one thing to have the innocence already violated and taken. It's another thing for them not to be believed. And so, therefore, they begin to quantify or qualify love based upon your action, or should I say your reaction to what has happened. We owe it to our children to protect them. We owe it to them. And, and inside of protecting, listen, I, I know this is a hard pill to swallow people, but, you know, we have to make better choices. 
We've got to make better choices. We've got to ask for the spirit of discernment to discern, you know, the people we're involved with, to discern those people that, that are around us. Because oftentimes we're dealing with hurting people that are hurting people. Right. And we never dealt with that. And that cycle continued to go on. And we have to stand up, speak out. And break and the cycle. That we can give that child the gift to believe them. Mm-hmm. To believe them. And if we can believe them, they understand that they are protected. If we would believe them, they will understand that they are important. If we would believe them, then they understand, guess what? That wrong is wrong regardless of who does it. Because part of a child's often vulnerability is because they have a respect for that person being an adult. So that's automatically an implied authority there as an adult. But that same thing happens on many different levels. We see it happen. It's played out. What happens when a person in position also wields that type of same authority, that same type of manipulation abuse upon someone? We see it happen. The person who finds themselves giving in because that person holds a title, a position, it's implied power. That's why abuse of power is never good. You can't not abuse authority. You cannot listen. If you are the shepherd, stay out of the sheepfold because that's not where you're supposed to be. And people hide in silence and they're shattered. Their faith is jacked up and messed up because of violation that we have done because people entrusted us. I heard someone once say these words here, and I thought it was so it was so fitting. And they talked about the fact, you know, they they talked about you know uh, they talked about love. They said love was like Teflon; it was tough. It it could take a lick and keep on kicking. But they, but they said trust when it's broken is like China; it's hard to put back together again. Right. Hard to regain. And when trust is violated, opens up a big hole in the heart of an individual. And oftentimes, it affects the way they perceive and the way they look at life, but even greater, the way they look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Erico, 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us. Uh, with just about, only about uh, 15 minutes left in the show, uh, this is your opportunity to get in on the line. Erico, 323-784-9638, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'll take more of your calls right after this break here. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. <laughs> via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. You're listening to Soar. 
Destiny by Choice to Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for light minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook. Through a search, you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem 2. And I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Worldwide, coast to coast talk radio. This is the soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And I want to remind you once again, those of you that may have joined us late, listen, you can carry this show and the Soul of America Radio Network with you everywhere you go, right there on your phone, your smartphone, or whatever you want to call it. You'll be very smart to get this app, that is for sure. Go to your uh, your store, whether it's your iPad, your Apple store, I should say, or your place store inside your Android on your Android phones and simply look up this app, Soul of America Radio. And when you do so, guess what? You can download our app and you have our app with you and guess you can go back and listen to any show that's ever been on this on this network, any show. And that means not only my show, but the show of uh, uh the president CEO, Tony Stallings. He has uh few shows that are on the air you want to definitely be a part of those shows listen to those show uh his faith show he has coming on on on, on tuesday nights i believe it is and then other shows that are there so many things that are there great uh tributes great shows that have been there uh the faith life show uh that uh tony has going on and there are just so many things there you can always go back and relive and re-listen to uh what you've heard and share it with someone else i believe that it can be a difference perhaps you have a passion for this but you say you know i'm not able to articulate this i'm not able to uh really tell people about it like i want to simply share the app with them or share with them you can uh, this is in podcast you can even email it to them they can listen to it, and they can be blessed by it. And so, once again, just download it, and you'll be so very glad you did. Listen, in the very final stretch here, uh, you listen to uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin. And I just want to uh, take this last few minutes to take some calls here, and I'm so glad uh, for our last caller. Thank you so very much. We have a caller now, number in 6962. Thank you so much. Welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? 
Hey, Gloria, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Great, I was just great. catching the, the, the tail end of the program, and um, uh-huh. I just, I would, I was just, it brought me back to um, thinking about my mom because what she went through with her father. Her father, you know, sexually abused her, you know, when she was a child. And when she told her mom, you know, she believed her, but then in part she still stayed with them. You know, and, and during that time, you know, kids were seen and not heard, you know. And what happens in this house stays in this house, so to speak, you know. That, that was the rule. So, um, you know, you know, and you're talking about now what we was calling cultural norms at that time. Yeah. And it was uh, those mm-hmm. those were code of those were code of silence that we had, and those and every culture has these little uh, what we call unwritten codes. You know, what mm-hmm. what happens in this house stays in this house, and you know, and and those type of things there. But we don't understand how far reaching and how impactful they are. And uh, somebody have to speak uh, speak out. Uh, against this, and uh, you know, and we have to hold our ground inside of this because it is yes. it is imperative that we do. It is imperative that we do because the fact once again when we begin to say that what it does it cloaks it gives a cloak uh, 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 for the misdeeds that are done. And when that cloak is there, then what it what it does to the, those that are being affected by it, it leaves them being vulnerable to more and more violations. And we can't afford for that to happen. Yes, and and I remember the last comment the young lady had said when it was about you know trust, and I can remember with my mom, you know even though my father was patient with her and and in a, in, a, in a little emotional roller coaster she would go through, but there was times when she would you know boohoo cry because she didn't want to go to an event, or um, you know. That that trust had been broken, you know. Those that that part had not been really mended, so to speak, you know, because it it took her a long time to forgive her dad for what he did. Absolutely. You know? You know, and it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, this goes back to a whole other level of things. And, and we often talk about, you know, do we know where people are in life when we meet mm-hmm. them? You know, um, sometimes all of us are on a journey. We're all on a continuum in this life. And so inside of that journey that we're on, you know, inside of that journey um, 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 that we're on, we just don't know where a person is yet, what they've gone through. And so we... You know, some people it takes a very long time to overcome these type of issues, and um, and um, you know, and and and, and for some, uh, it may take almost a whole lifetime to get over it. But that's the type of thing that we're saying. When these things happen, do we understand the impact that that it has on other people's lives? You know, uh, you know, I mean, too often we're only thinking about the right then, the moment. And, uh, and that's selfishly thinking about the moment. We never think about how will that affect that person years from mm-hmm. now. Exactly. That's so very important. And, and so uh, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. So and 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 that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help, you know, others have, that have gone through um, this because mm-hmm. it, it it takes a. a um, you know, it takes a while, even for myself. I mean, I've I've come light years, 
you know, from where I was. But I even have a moment every once in a while, you know, myself. So and I and I'm woman enough to admit that. But um but I, I thank God for his grace and his mercy and you know, and just believing and trusting in him that, you know, I, I'm at peace and I am okay and, you know, when I go places I don't have to, you know, look over my shoulder. You know, every five minutes, because you know I'm 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 no longer living in fear because I know faith and fear doesn't mix. You know, but absolutely, it's it, it yes, mm-hmm. and it does, and and that's the part about it. You know, I, I often talk about you know when we encounter people, we meet new people. Uh, one of the things I used to teach in the high schools and different places uh, was was so important when we talked about not only healthy relationships, but we talked about. You know, we talked about, you know, the unhealthy ones. We talked about dating violence and date rape. And one of the things that we would talk to the student bodies about actually was was understanding that, you know, you don't know how people have been impacted by what they've been impacted by. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't know how uh, they've been impacted. And, uh, you know, and, and because they were impacted that way, you know, a lot of times their behavior is a result of what has happened to them. And there are too many people who take advantage of that. They take advantage of it in a very negative way, and that's not good. And so, you know, so when I continue to look and say uh, that uh, we have to understand that we have to all operate with a certain degree of caution and and mercy, you know, let's not take advantage of people, uh, you know, and, um, you know, and it and, and impacts them in so many ways. And it's long-term. It's how long, it can affect the way they even uh, affect the way they look at relationship. Many people, you know, are afraid to let anyone get close to them because of violations that have happened in time past. Mm-hmm. And the sad part about it is when they disclose it to someone, a potential a new person in their lives, and they tell them, and they don't hold that sacred trust, and they violate them mm-hmm. as well. And they continue to open up those wounds and cause a lot of pain uh, to happen. And but we have to get we have to get to the place where we begin the healing stage. And the healing stage, I will never tell anyone just to get over it because it's not as simple as saying just get over it. But it is a time sensitive thing. It is something that has to be healed. It is something that has to heal trust, belief in yourself. Uh, no longer victim blaming yourself. No longer, uh, you know, blaming yourself, saying that this is what I did. If I had to done this or done that, this would have happened. And that happens all too often. And we have to be the ones to make a difference inside of it. I thank you so very, very much today. Uh, we have another call on the line. Hold on, stay with us uh, tonight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we have a caller line on the line, and we're going to say to you tonight. Good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? Wonderful. I'm calling in as as an outsider. Um, I didn't come from an abusive environment. However, I witnessed abuse just from being in the neighborhood. And Mm. um, as a child, I can remember growing up, looking out the window, seeing... um, uh, neighbors fighting like dogs and cats with with bats and and bottles, wow. impacting my entire life. And although I had a choice of getting out of the window, I just watched it and cried and cried and cried. And to this day, um, when I see someone fighting or I hear someone yelling, um, it scares me. So wow. it affects 
you, you know, you're, you're, you're affected as a, as a youth, but it stays with you if you don't deal with it. Absolutely. And, and, you, and let me ask you this, because this goes back to another point. You, you bring up an interesting dynamic, because for many people who are bystanders, we now have a title that uh, we call it bystander violence. You know, those that just bystand, they may not say nothing or do nothing. But 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 your statement makes me think that there's a whole other category, and that's the bystander or the secondary of, uh, victim. Though you were not directly in the conflict, but because you witnessed the conflict, you witnessed the violence happening, it impacted you. It impacted you, and you talked about crying because oftentimes I'm quite sure you're looking at the person, the victim, being beat down, and you're thinking that they're hopeless and helpless and how that look, and, and now that draws on you emotionally. And not only that, the sense of... Um, uh, I would say the sense of how vulnerable they were, and 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 perhaps how hopeless that they look, and 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 as a result, although you did not experience it, and, I, and I'm going somewhere with this because this this underlines what we talk about, and in the field we talk about the thing we talk about children being exposed to domestic violence, not just always witnessing, but just being exposed to it in its environment can impact them. And here you are, you said all these years later, fast forward. The very thought of someone fighting causes you to cringe and react to it. Wow. Yeah. And it's out of that. So, what would you say? What would you say now at this point in your life? What would you say to individuals who may, you know, maybe witnessing their neighbors, maybe witnessing their their neighbors, uh, you know, may know of a girlfriend, may know of a friend guy, and may know who's undergoing this type of domestic violence? What would you advise them to do in this same time? It's absolutely important um, to get involved and and to uh, contact authorities or to make some kind of proclamation to stop it, so that so that if nothing else, I have to witness it or they have to witness it. Um, could it destroy wow. the the mental? Absolutely, and uh, and to a certain degree, it, it it does take away a sense of innocency of, of from 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 a young child who's watching this. All of a sudden, the world is not as not as uh, you know as happy as was promised. You know, all of a sudden, we see this violence, and we see this pain, and we see this hurt, and it has a negative impact upon our lives and the lives of others. Listen, thank you so very much for sharing. What a great show we had. We finally got callers at the end there, and we're right at the end of the uh, broadcast now. Uh, now, according to what uh, we have set up here, is that we're going to be going off the air in 10 seconds. But in all actuality, I believe those of you that are on the phone, you can remain on the phone. Those of you that may be listening by way of Internet, we may be signing off. But... Uh, but uh, as we continue this dialogue tonight, I just simply want to say as we do prepare to close that we have to set up because of the fact that too many lives are being impacted. Uh, the way, once again, we give a whole new meaning to homeschool. When children are witnessing abusive relationship, we are homeschooling them. Yes, we are homeschooling them. Our future batterers and oftentimes victims are homegrown. And we have to we have to understand we can't blame that on on the television, BET, USA, CNN. I mean we can't blame it on any of that. We have to begin to look no further than the home. And when we begin to take that type of responsibility for what's happening in our neighborhoods and our home, 
we'll see a difference being made all over. And so uh, with that being said, I am so thankful for each and every one of you tonight who have joined us, who have been a part of this show tonight. And until next week, listen, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, meet us right here on Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Catch us on our podcast. Go back, download the app, and we'll see you next week. Until then, be safe. There is no excuse for violence. Open up, stand up, speak up, speak out, but most of all, don't tolerate abuse. Good night.